Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! We're trying not to rub it in here for other people that haven't gotten their shit. So. I'm just gonna reenact Godzilla minus one with with uh, Dasaurus here. Dasaurus minus one. Yeah, It'd be like Cybertron minus one. Well, no, Dasaurus minus. Yeah. Yeah, Ron, Ron says FedEx is bad. Is FedEx the worst? Like, do you think if if we're, I mean, I think UPS is probably the best. Like to me is uh between the post office and fedex I'm, I'm assuming fedex is the worst right i mean fedex for the fact that you pay a premium for it um i i would say yeah i mean i, I don't know they they these guys are all folks that have crazy jobs and deadlines to do oh, 100%. and yeah so it's it's just I, I I don't know who to blame or what to blame. I, I think it's probably one of those things where they try to they overpromise and underdeliver is the problem. Well, so, so, and, and Ron, Ron says there like I think to me I feel like it's more the logistics. Like I I don't think that like my the FedEx driver that like I wouldn't blame him at all. I feel like that. Like, UPS can somehow tell me, like, that I'm getting a package between 10 a.m. And, and noon, like, five days out. But somehow FedEx or whatever, like, it's a complete mystery. Like, it could be Saturday. It could be next Friday. Like, who knows? And it's not going to actually tell me accurately. So if I have to sign for a package, you know, like, eh, it, it'll be whenever we feel like delivering it. So... My assumption with that is the post office, the USPS just has so much more data that they can reliably say like, Hey, your, your postal character, postal carrier, um, you know, will likely get this to you by, you know, such and such a time. And they're usually pretty spot on because it's, it's so like, you know, the same every single day versus the, um, FedEx, which will bring something to your house maybe once a month. Yeah. Catherine says, just be glad it's not DHL. Like, I guess from, I've never had an issue with DHL delivering something, but never. there's like never. one, there's one DHL like in my entire city. So if like I missed it, like I'd have to drive quite a ways just to go to wherever the hell their station is. Minimum one package a month from DHL, minimum. And when they say that there's a signature required, they want your signature. They're asking, you know, they, they're good. I've had zero issues with DHL here at this house and in other places uh, 
overseas or whatever. Yeah, the most expensive collectible I ever bought was still over DHL, and they they safely took it over to Walgreens when I wasn't home, and I was able to get it pretty quickly. It wasn't really a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I I feel like UPS and FedEx like they have the you know UPS stores and FedEx stores and whatever kind of thing. So it's it's kind of more convenient. Like if you. If you do miss it, you could probably arrange for the drop-off for packages probably easier, but I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, I know it's obviously rough for all those guys this time of year. Like, you know, we're, we're coming down to crunch time for Christmas, and it's, uh, yeah. So. But, uh, so what yeah, are we talking we're, about tonight, Lucas? Tonight. I don't know. So what are we talking about tonight? I don't know. What are we talking about? Ooh, I Can talk. I throw out an idea? Oh. Oh, sure. With, with all this talk of, uh, all this talk of uh, poor customer service from the various delivering uh, logistics companies, we're talking about, oh, it's the logistics of the thing? These are all logistics companies. This is what they do. They get the thing from the place to the next place. So maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, they deserve some layoffs. Oh. Hmm. Ugh. And on that topic, and, and you're basing this on what? Shit customer service, but not necessarily. You know, it's you, know, you got to have a layoff because there's you know, bad shareholder returns. Can't do those stock buybacks because you're making record profits, or you can. I don't know. There's a number of things we can go. Another number of ways we can go with this, but we have layoffs. Eleven hundred. 20% of the workforce from Hasbro, and they are blaming sluggish toy sales. <laughs> And I feel genuinely feel for the individuals who are being and have been laid off. That sucks. We've all been there. Most of us have been there. And it super sucks. Um, but you can't just blame the consumer for sluggish toy sales. There, there's a lot of things at play. So let's blindly speculate as to what the hell's going on at Hasbro and uh, what comes next. What ripple effects will we get from this news that came out this week? I think we should, instead of blaming the consumer, we should do like Target does and blame theft and, you know, you know, the kind of people that steal stuff from Target. So, you know, we should we should blame them and our shareholder calls instead. Maybe you you should. You should. I mean, packaging is one thing, but Hasbro has already said it's because of sluggish toy sales. They are they are indeed after jacking up the prices. And bought, you know, we all know distribution logistics have been bad for three years now. Uh, they have blamed the consumer for these layoffs. Not us. You. Well, I mean, that's the thing that's frustrating. I know uh, people, I saw some people mentioning that on uh, in Facebook and whatever in various chats, right? And they're like, how the hell is it like sluggish toy sales when... Like, there's are no toys on the shelf for me to even buy. Like, you know, I want to buy whatever new wave of Transformers or Marvel Legends or, you know, blah, 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 different different thing. I can't get it. Um, and then it shows up at Ross or Ollie's or whatever, like, however many months later type of thing. But, yeah, it's, it's the consumer and, and the sales. But, like, again... 
did they blame the consumers or is it sluggish sales from Walmart and like because ultimately their customers are not us, right? Their customers are Walmart and Target and Amazon and all those types of places, right? So like if it's sluggish sales from there because, you know, some guy that's crunching numbers at, uh, you know, Walmart or Target or whatever says, oh, well, we're going to go into a recession so we don't need as much stuff. You know, is that the problem? That is a problem. It may have been a little bit of foreshadowing that we got so much raw stuff this year and so much, um, where else was the other place? Always Ross and Always stuff. And then the Walmart saran wrap, two figures together technique. You know, that might have kind of foreshadowed that, you know, we don't see as much of the cells, but if that's happening, that means that stock's being produced that's being sold at bargain basement prices, you know, 50% off at Walmart and even less at the other retailers. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was a huge canary in the coal mine. Um, you know, when you saw the layoffs announced, and it's like, you know, you much. I, I don't look at all the Hasbro products figures but but from the action figure side of things you know whether it was marvel legends star wars black series gi joe classified uh transformers you know you name it they have had stuff get marked down and so you know it, it's going to be anecdotal in terms of you know lucas you're saying you don't see stuff on your shelves a lot of other people have said they see their shelves clogged with older stuff and, and that's why, you know, you have Walmart maybe not wanting that next wave of the Velocitron uh, stuff to hit in their store. So they just, they just you know, had it go right to raw, whether it was Has on Hasbro side or Walmart side, they just sent it off to a discount seller because, you know, Walmart was not going to, you know, felt they didn't feel like they could put that on their shelves and and get sales on that. Um so, you know, Hasbro said in their call the other day that um, their entertainment section has taken a big hit. Uh, their toy selling section has taken a hit. And the one thing that really buoyed them this year was was all the Wizard of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering stuff. Um, even they've managed to piss off that community by trying to milk every penny out of it they can. So Hasbro, who was going to, they made a big announcement, what, like five, six years ago, we're going to transition slowly away from toys and into the entertainment thing, even though they've been producing movies for a decade at that point. And now saying even their entertainment section isn't working. Maybe yeah. stop, maybe stop announcing games that don't come out for the Transformers and the Joe people. I don't know. There were, there was a Switch game I got for one of each four years ago. I never played them. Um, I had a point. I forgot it. Oh, I'm going to toot my own horn. It's my least favorite thing to do, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, you're going to have to bear with me. Um, I was, I, I guess I was a one-man gang in my uh, in my city. Uh, the only one that was stripping stores of their stock and then moving it out of the county and then returning all of it to force restocks at my stores. Uh, I stopped doing that during COVID for reasons. Uh, don't want to die. Fan of self sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so yeah, I know it's brutal. So once I stopped doing that, 
nothing moved. We still have skids and primes, RCs and whatever else, you know, even after two Christmas seasons now, uh, they're still just clogging shelves. Um, so I, yeah, what, what you said, Phil, about things not moving. I, I don't see new stock hardly ever, but I definitely see nothing moving but it was hard for me to judge what was moving before because I was the one physically moving it. Uh, and I have a tiny hatchback. So moving an entire Walmart's transformer section from point A to point B, uh, it gets tricky. Live Tetris. Well, you know, one, one thing, though, is unfortunately a lot of these companies are always looking for additional growth, Right. And we just came off like, you know, a whatever, a generational event that like, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope to hell that we don't, you know, have another COVID or whatever that we, you know, go through a similar deal. But like, um, you know, there was so much pent up demand because one, like for the longest time, they couldn't get the stock to us. Then finally they got it. And, you know, people were locked down, whatever. They had, they had extra money, like, you know, at the time because of a lot of people weren't going out. And so, like, they were spending their disposable income on, uh, you know, collectibles and such, right? So, like, it was just kind of like a crazy one-time event. And I think, I'm sure that that probably skewed a lot of Hasbro's, like, forecasts and things like that they probably had no idea what to do with with all of that but you know i wonder with the amount uh, with with the amount of um like just things that have been produced over the last like um you know few years like are collectors getting fatigue um you know, on, on certain things where like, I just wonder how many people are going, you know what? Like I've got enough Marvel legends. I've got, you know, I might, and, and to where not necessarily that you stop buying it, but that you're like a lot more picky, uh, about stuff. And the same thing with some of the transformers, um, as well, or whatever it may be that you start slowing down. I know Catherine kind of mentioned that in the chat that, you know, just buying a lot, a lot less. Like, do you guys see that yourself or do you think that that's not necessarily the case? It's hard to get excited about things like Breaker or uh, the other DK guys. Uh, you notice that Generation Selects has slowed down a lot. Uh, there's probably a reason for that. Um, I don't want to call it fatigue because we, we're in bubbles and we're in little conversational bubbles here and, and on Messenger and on Twitter or wherever else we all hang out. So we all get hyped about the big dumb new thing, but I don't think everyone does. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think another um, addition to the sales, Lucas, that we saw during the pandemic was because of the fact that you had supply chain issues, you had things not showing up at stores, you had people who had extra free time and people who needed to make an extra buck because they might have lost their jobs during COVID is you had the, the scalpers, prospectors, resellers, whatever you want to call them. You had those folks coming out in, in droves um, 
thinking that this was a way to make a quick buck. And then what you had was these toy companies seeing this demand, thinking the demand was somewhat permanent or somewhat real. Genuine, in fact, yeah. it, it was it was overinflated. Um, so you had a little bit of a bubble created here. And so now what you've got is, is Hasbro made a lot of product this year that they are trying to part ways with very quickly. Um, you know, it, one of the things that struck me as interesting this year too was not only how much stuff we've seen go on clearance, but sometimes like at stores like Target, how quickly toys went on clearance. Um, I, I collect Marvel Legends and there was an X-Men wave that came out over the summer. And I think it was on shelves for a month before it started to hit clearance uh, end caps on, at Target. Um, and, and, you know, it, a really good White Queen figure in there. Uh, uh, Corsair, who had never had a Marvel Legends before. You know, these, you know, some Generation X characters that had never had Marvel Legends before. So these mm-hmm. were not um, nothing or nobody kind of characters. But, but you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't Iron Man. They weren't tied to a new Avengers movie that was, you know driving people into the theaters so you had you know you it was a decent line um i'm i apologize it was a decent line and it was shocking how quickly it went on clearance some of the recent gi joe waves i've seen the same thing with classified um so you know that again just kind of another canary in the coal mine of something being off in terms of you know, target feeling they needed to move that product quickly to get room for new stuff that was probably going to hit the shelves. And Hasbro just overestimating the demand and producing whether it's too many units of a certain item or just producing too many items. The death scene, um, Ironhide and Prowl was such oh, a gosh. quick turnaround, right? Yeah. We started seeing that in the store and like, in the time that it took us to have a conversation about it, they were suddenly, people were like, ooh, I found it for $18. Yep. It was, like, it was wow. sudden and precipitous. Just, <laughs> But yeah, I say it, it with... plummeted. M- Mattel has the same issue. Uh, McFarlane has the same issue with their Batman stuff. I, I, mm-hmm. It's it's ubiquitous. It's it's the whole, the whole aisle or the whole yeah. action figure section. I don't know about dolls or that sort of stuff because we don't... Dolls, but... I definitely know in the action figure there's section there's there's it's scary and weird. Well, and, yeah. and I don't know. I'm just curious too because I feel like um, you know for the for the longest time that like you know the aging of you know pe- like kids or whatever buying toys like you know my my nine year old and and twelve uh, year old both like. I mean, on their Christmas list, like, they don't have a lot of toys on there, you know? Like, it's more video game stuff and things like that. And so, I, I just wonder, you know, it's like, if, if a nine-year-old is like, nah, I'm done, with, I'm good with toys, right? Like, I mean, that's that's kind of tough. And so, that's where I, I kind of feel like that they hit a little bit of that lull with some of the kids. But then they discovered, like, oh, hey, we have all these collectors, and mm-hmm. a lot of those collectors are, you know, between their 20s, like in teens, too, you know, like kids, uh, the high school age kids all the way up through, you know, people in their 40s and their 50s, whatever. And um, but I, I I am curious of that market in general that, you know, you obviously have your people that, um, 
have have been collectors for a really long time and and you know want to continue to be collectors but i'm just curious some of those casual collectors you know maybe it's one of those things where you know they kind of were doing it for a while and, and getting a lot of stuff and then they're like you know like or you know that they just people don't have as much disposable income as they had before because groceries are you know cost three times as much as they did a few years ago like that's probably another thing too is is that you know before you're like oh maybe i'll go ahead and throw a couple toys in my uh in my shopping cart or whatever you know but now you're just like ah no man i i'm tapped out already i I think it's a a combo platter of all a lot of the things that you said you brought up a lot of good points um groceries being you know inflation just in general being what it is kids not wanting to like i have a 15 year old that his his christmas list is physical media because no one trusts we don't in our family no one trusts uh companies to honor their hey you bought this it's yours uh for movies and music and whatnot uh and toys but he's brain damaged he's got he's had some really bad training he wants to have toys that's that's sounds like a personal problem um i blame his parents yeah probably uh Oh, I had a point. It's floating away. It floated away. I, I do think it is interesting, Lucas, to to talk about what you're talking about. And, and Peter, you know, to combine both your points, I do think you have a younger demographic that is interested in collectibles and toys than when we, like, like once we hit our 20s, like you could tell, like, our peer group, um, and not even our twenties. Once we hit like our teens, our peer group like didn't care for this anymore. We were the oddballs. We were the mm-hmm. exceptions. There was like one yeah. of us or two of us per school that were still into this sort of thing. We were ostracized. Um, it was party, right? And, and and nowadays you have so many more people that are into anime. Anime is so mainstream these days. Um, you you have so much of this, you know, pop culture, collectible genre stuff, whatever you want to label it, is very mainstream. And and these people do want like a figurine or something for the product that they like. The problem is though, is that they don't want 20 Optimus primes. They're good with one. Um, and, and that's where things, I think the oversaturation starts to creep in more. Give your well, hand raised, Peter. I do. I have my hand raised. Oh, yes. How do I, something's doing something. It's all echoey now. Media. Media. How do you push Spinister or Prime RC or whoever when there's no media to support these characters? How's anyone going to care who Bulkhead is when Bulkhead hasn't been in a cartoon in who knows how long? You know? That's what I was thinking because, like, the anime, right? Anime stuff has built in collecting. There are companies that, like, um, Good Smile and other companies that will produce toys for every popular anime. And it's just like you get really into something that's popular, you know, you can get a couple toys from it. Mm-hmm. And it's always coming. It's always new. When you're a new anime fan, first in your first job, you know from the older anime fans around you that you'll be able to get a few figure lines. And that's just kind of guaranteed for you. And that is so much more interesting to them than, like you said, this needle nose guy who hit the shelves this year and was really cool to us. But who the hell was he to someone who is, you know, blowing their money for the first time in their early 20s after having a good job? 
right? Like, that's not going to be interesting to them when they can buy the newest One Piece villain. And they're watching that right now. So it makes so much more sense for them to go for that. So, yeah, I do think that, you know, the kind of bummer is that we are marketing to us was a good idea in a way, but also a very bad idea. Like, I'm really surprised we don't have a new version of Transformers Collectors Club or something like that, right? Like, I feel like Hasbro Pulse is kind of like that, having something that attracts us to it specifically and saying that they'll give us special events and items and stuff that don't happen very often. And Haslabs are kind of like that too, in that they're made specifically to target us. But marketing our toys to Walmart just doesn't work as well because then they're filling the toys like they used to for Christmas lists. And there's only us out there buying these ancient characters and getting excited for new toys. Well, I feel like from a toy distribution standpoint and like, or, you know, like increasing demand for toys, I think that the current media model is a problem. Because, like, your um, all of the media, uh, for like whether it's Star Wars or you know, I guess some of the Marvel stuff, I guess, what happened to Peter? I don't know, he's still oh, oh there he is. okay, okay. Um, but I, I was gonna say that they've locked all of their like media like you know behind paywalls right and i mean this isn't even necessarily even true of of hasbro and this is also true of disney or whatever right like i think that they're seeing that too where you know they created uh disney plus but then like all their cool stuff is like you have to you have to get disney plus and so it's like oh you have to pay what however much it is now I, haven't, I don't remember but like um but like the same thing like i feel like it was a horrible idea to put earthspark on paramount plus which like who the hell has paramount plus and like so it it's one thing if you are um like it's a star trek or whatever right like you know the older collector trekkie guys will uh pay for it or whatever right but it's like am i really gonna pay for paramount plus just to get like the uh earth spark or whatever or like if if i'm like oh hey like my kid might want to watch the show or whatever like i'm not gonna get it just for that and i'm probably not already gonna have paramount plus and so i think that that honestly like if hasbro wants to sell more toys they should put their media on platforms where it's like across the board and so you know maybe there's a timed exclusive like with paramount plus where it's like six months or something but like like they need to be putting that up on youtube or just something that is more available uh to everyone and i can tell you from the um what was the last show what's that Cyberverse. 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 Yeah, Cyberverse. Like, I had a you know several people that their kids got into Cyberverse and they were buying toys. Like their dad was like asking me, "Hey, you're the Transformers guy. What would you recommend for some of these Cyberverse figures for my kids to buy?" And because they watched the show and they really liked it or whatever, right? Like I had no one has mentioned Earth uh, the Earth Spark to me at all. 
will say it is on Nickelodeon, but that is still somewhat of a paywall because you have to have cable. Yeah. Um, where and how you see it, I, I don't know. Um, like where and when it shows on Nickelodeon, I don't know. Um, I, I think the media thing this year is a tough thing to talk about because in general, media is trying to figure things out. That's part of the reasons we saw the strikes this year is that, you know, even people who work in media are trying to figure out how to get paid on this. The other thing that, you know, why this year is a weird one to talk about media is we had a movie. We had Rise of the Best. And it was not the worst. Um, so, you know, you had, I think, a giant glut of those figures showing up at Walmart and, and not as much Target, much, much more so Walmart. Um, and so you just, I don't know, I think, I think maybe it was the inflation storyline this year that with inflation being what it was, like, okay, spending the extra money on an action figure just wasn't a top priority for a lot of households, whether you're a household with kids or whether you're a household of collectors. Um, it just, it just wasn't in the cards for 2023 and, and Hasbro is suffering for it. And therefore they're cutting costs, which means they're cutting employees. They're cutting staff. You know, there are people who will be spending this Christmas and new year's and Hanukkah um, with, without employment and hopefully they got a nice severance and hopefully they'll be able to start 2024 with a new position really quickly. Um, but at least this time of the holidays is going to feel much, much more uncomfortable for them than, than it has probably in previous years. Um, now, I, again, it's, it is just such a weird year, especially with the media because the movie in there and you had a Dungeons and Dragons movie as well. And that didn't really move the needle for Hasbro or for toys. And in fact, that probably hurt them on the toy sale side of things because those toys weren't moving at all. They didn't move and then they hit clearance. Uh, from right. the topic of Walmart and Transformers, the Rise of the Beast stuff landed in June, but didn't really start really rolling until September or so, which is the same time the Gen 2 capsule landed. So there was like this glut of nonsense on top of the things that already weren't moving from earth spark and studio series and normal generations or whatever, uh, legacy. So it, everything just looked like a big pile of whatever. I don't know. Uh, and talking about the paywall thing a lot. I am not one of those go woke, go broke bros mad at Disney for whatever. Um, but a lot of people are outright rejecting new Star Wars and they're outright rejecting anything Marvel post Endgame or whatever. They're just mad at it because er, Disney. Er. So those toys, those shows are locked behind a paywall to begin with. They're already being rejected in some corners of popular culture. And the toys that are coming out largely are related to that media. So there's like this whole throwing up of the hands, like, eh, I don't want to deal with this sort of stuff. Don't, don't, we're not, we don't buy those toys. We don't buy those toys because go woke, go broke. I'm mad at Disney for whatever reason. Again, I'm not that guy. I like, I like almost all of the Marvel Disney stuff and almost all of the Marvel Star Wars stuff. Scrolls was kind of, eh, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But everything else is pretty good. McGavin, uh, have an interesting ending. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, uh, um, God dang it. I, I had a point and I lost it. I do think, you know, my hope is that we are seeing inflation calm down 
the Federal Reserve today announced that they are not going to raise interest rates, uh, that they did not raise interest rates today. They will likely, you know, look and start to lower interest rates in 2024. This means that inflation is calming down. We don't always see that right away, especially once a company decides to raise a price on something. It is rare, if ever, that they start to lower that price. Um, so, you know, but but that's on your regular retail goods, the grocery items. Hopefully, will start to cost less. Gas, you know, that's coming down a bit too. Um, so these are all things that hopefully will put more disposable income in people's pockets. Um, at the same time that inflation is cooling off, we still have supremely low unemployment and you know fairly high wages. Part of the reason we had inflation upticking was because we had increased wages. So if you have people who have less inflation, they have a job, if they lose their job, they can fairly quickly find a new one. Their income is up. These are all good signs for an economy. These are all good signs for having some disposable income to throw at plastic, you know, guys who change from one thing to another um, and girls who change from one thing to another. Um, so it's it's one of those deals that I think we're just sort of we're, we're dealing with the post pandemic return to normal. And that return to normal is taking several different shapes and forms. Um, but I think we are starting to, get, to find what that new normal looks like. This new normal looks like our, 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 our Skyquake figures don't have Generation 1 heads. And there's no Machine Wars Starscream repaints. So why should I even buy Transformers anymore? Damn it, Hasbro. Your open packaging has ruined my life. And your closed packaging has ruined my life. And I'm just mad in general. I'm going to flail on Facebook groups. And still spend money. Well, I think that's the point is that some people aren't spending money, and, and um, you know I've got some other points I want to make on this. So if there's if there's other commentary, Anna and, and Lucas, you guys want to make on this, um, please feel free to do so. But but I think we're um, again to me this is finding the new normal. Peter, you made commentary. Like... <laughs> I, mean, I, I just don't really like guessing. Like I, I think it's fun and all to guess on, you know, what, what new toys are coming and what kind of compromises Hasbro is going to make and are they going to repaint one thing that's something they shouldn't make it into and that kind of stuff. Like, that's fun and amusing, but I just, I don't know, guessing around with things like people's jobs and the, the health of a business and those sorts of things just isn't as fun for me. Like, I, I know that it is kind of, it's interesting from a topic perspective, but I just, I just don't have as much to say. <laughs> Blind speculation is fun when it's harmless. And and I think that it's a little, I don't know, I just don't feel it's as harmless to make blind speculation about people's jobs. And so, I'm not trying to do that. And I apologize if I'm coming off as cold. What I'm, where I'm coming from this is, is I work in the financial industry. <laughs> it is part right. of my job to talk about finances and companies uh you know earnings and all that in a in a cold matter um you know I, I mean it is it is not fun for anyone to lose their job in any environment i have been laid off it stinks it is an atrocious feeling um you know but but i also know people who've been laid off and had to spend a year plus looking for a new job and i know people who've been laid off 
and made more money than they ever did in a single year because they got their severance. And then a month later, they got their new job and their six month severance that they got plus their income from the new job, which was higher than the income from the previous job. They're like, oh, crap, I'm in a new tax bracket this year. I really hope that is the outcome for, for a lot of these folks. Um, I hope so, too. Yeah. And so, I appreciate that you're trying to look at the bright side of it. Hopefully there is one for those folks. Um, Catherine mentioned she said the golden age is officially ended. And, you know, I don't even I wouldn't say that we like, I don't know. I wouldn't even call this the golden age. I feel like the golden age was the original G1, right? Like yeah. I almost feel Golden like Age was... Silver Age was the mo- 2007 movie, right? And then like I don't know what is this like the Bronze Age kind of kind of deal? Like I don't know. Like I feel like this is kind this... of like another wave. Like so I feel like it just kind of goes you know ebbs and flows with uh, with a lot of this stuff. And I think like you said that you know companies are trying to figure out what this new like kind of normal normal is. Um, and, and I don't know, I mean, I, I feel like from specifically a Transformers standpoint, like, they've literally recently done, like, a couple years ago, pretty much, like, you know, gave us almost every G1 figure that we wanted, right? And I'm sure that they could probably go back and start redoing combiners and things like that. But, um, you know, they've kind of branched out a little bit with some of their offerings, and... And I don't know. I mean, I think with some of the new offerings that they give, it's hard to know what like the demand's going to be for that. You know, so like maybe the prime figures do really well, but then the you know maybe like the Armada figures don't, or just whatever. Like, or maybe there's certain Armada figures that do well, but other ones don't. You know, kind of thing. And so, whereas like you know, if you put a G1 Optimus Prime on the shelf, it's going to sell. And so I think that that's the thing is, is like, I do feel like they probably have taken more risks recently and some are hits and some are not. I guess the way I interpreted Catherine's golden age comment was to say like, we're getting toys on the shelves in the main line that we never thought we'd see before. Like I would say there's, there's somewhat better than G1 in terms of what we're getting right now, because we never got, a G1 twin cast. I'm sorry. We, yeah, yeah, we never got a G1 twin cast here in the United States. We got a twin cast on the shelves at targets at Walmarts here in the United States this year. So yeah, to your point, they, they were experimenting Lucas and, you know, we got figures that I don't think we'd ever think we'd see. Um, my prediction is we'll start to go back to more of the gen selects model. And that is like to the point of earlier saying that the, um, going back to to a uh, transformers collector club sort of thing that's kind of what the gen selects was and we've talked about how we've gotten very few gen selects probably be you know in the last couple of years and that's probably because you have these capsule waves that have been at right. amazon target and walmart and that replaced the gen selects and yeah we'll probably just start getting gen selects who has repulse again and I think it was a better approach anyway because those um those both those Amazon waves and like oh so the Walmart wave went went crazy this time and that was a that was a messy thing with you know the cosmos and then the the G two figures and it's we've had weird stuff with Walmart waves. But like the Amazon stuff, like people reliably when a new Amazon set comes out, they say, I'm gonna wait for it to be on half price sell. 
because every Amazon exclusive tends to go on half price sale except the ones that don't at random. So people have kind of gone to like rely on that, right? Like I felt silly for paying full price for the snipers because it was like, I know eventually I'm going to look and they're going to be close to half price. And, and they were, you know, just a few weeks ago on a very good sell. Um, yeah. So I, you I can't count on Somehow that. we assumed this was going to go on a big sale and, it, and she hasn't. Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot, right? Like, we were all speculating, like, oh, I'm going to wait on the Nemesis and I'm going to get it for half price. I ain't waited on Tidal Wave, by the way. Like, waiting on Nemesis was one thing. Waiting on Tidal Wave would be madness for me because the Nemesis is cool. It's a new character and whatever. But Tidal Wave is just this, like, blissful, wonderful-looking figure that I want really bad. So We've done a whole show in the past on on the on the... The guessing game of what is and what isn't going to go on clearance or show up at Ollie's or show up at one of the market market six stores or whatever, um, and and you can't you can't you can you can play the game and you can you can definitely benefit from it, uh, but it's not reliable, which is unfortunate. Um, and there are some figures that you don't want to miss. Uh, would you just say Tidal Wave being one of them? Yeah. And like I missed, I missed Shockwave completely, and I just don't care. Um, no, I said Shockwave. I meant Nemesis. You know what okay. I mean? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Tidal Wave because Shockwave. Cause I was wave, gonna yeah. say, how did you miss Shockwaves? He was like in back to back. Okay, yeah, yeah. In a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh. I, I still have a feeling that Nemesis will be back next mm-hmm. year. And then well, once Nemesis it restocks, it'll there, finally right? go for like, sale. Yeah, it's still out there. Price. There's there's some retailers who you can pay two hundred for. Um, but I, I have a feeling that, you know, next year around this time we'll be finding her on sale for, you know, one twenty five or whatever. Right. It it could not happen, right? There's been a couple of figures that hasn't happened with, but with Titans that's pretty reliable that eventually they get restocked and then clearance. Um, people are getting that um Cybertron Metroplex for half price right now right yeah. that's gonna Gap be a alerts. really cool christmas gift for a lot of people who um who waited on that one because it's a really great toy and it was it was worth you know the 75 percent that i well i didn't pay for it my husband paid for it but i guess i paid for it we share our money but anyway it doesn't matter um it was worth it right but getting it for half price is even better but mm-hmm. i think the whole speculating game on what goes on clearance that probably isn't really for us right that's for the more like for the collectors who just want transformers toys they don't want a specific transformers toy but they go into ross thinking like it would be really fun to bring it home a couple transformers for 20 bucks and go home and play with them you know they're not like i'm looking for cosmos because i don't want to pay the hundred dollars or whatever more that he was selling for on eBay. Um, but instead they're just going for fun, um, yeah. which we don't do. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not here to have fun. We're here to, we're here to hurt our wallets. Um, Omega Sentinel went on half price for a brief window, uh, the gen selects one. And I believe it was Enter- entertainment earth for black Friday or cyber Monday or something had buy one, get two free black Zarax. And a it couple was people. GameStop. Had, was it GameStop? Yeah. Yeah, and Some, it was really. Was, you had to be in the right place. Yeah. Because it was it was store pickup only, so yeah, you GameStop just had to be is, in whatever region they had them. 
GameStop is abnormal because like mm-hmm. you, you'll they'll post those sales and you'll go online and like nope it, it doesn't exist online and it's out of stock everywhere that has a zip code. Um, today but it I saw hype and it forces you to go to the store and go to the site and maybe pick up other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, today Entertainment Earth had Cybertron Metroplex for ninety bucks. Um, uh, so it, it is yeah it, it definitely was a thing that went down so. You know, I have been a proponent, a very loud proponent on the show of waiting till things go on sale. I, I like my strategy of tearing things out. What is your A-level toy that you want to pay, you know, you want to make sure you get so you will pay full retail price for, if not maybe somewhat of a premium. Uh, you know, Magmatron, hell yeah, I ordered that thing right away because that looks amazing. Um, you know, Nemesis, I'm waiting on. Tidal Wave, Tidal Wave's interesting because Titans I tend to want to not pay full retail on. Um, and history is backing me up that I haven't needed to, uh, except for Scorponok. Um, so again, will we see the pendulum swing the other way now that we'll start seeing toys and lines underproduced and suddenly we have things that are harder to find and, um, you know, order numbers cut by, uh, you know, production, li- production lines cut by Hasbro order numbers cut by Target and Walmart. So that that's certainly something we've seen in the past as well. Yes. Philip, well, did you have other points three. that you wanted to bring up? Because I know, I remember like 15 minutes ago, you said something about like, hey, I have a bunch of points, but like if Anna and Lucas have a point before that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is something that I you know uh, been seeing on Facebook groups a lot. Um, been talking to some of my, my friends that either you know, have their own toy shops or, or do a lot of selling on their own. And that is the post pandemic purge. The, I need some cash. I need to sell this stuff. Um, and you know, this was texting with a buddy tonight who has a toy shop. And he's like, I'm turning, I'm turning people away that are coming in the store with stuff to sell. Um, because it's just like, I, I got enough. I've got plenty like you want to sell me the the Marvel Legends wave from like two years ago with all the what if characters? Like no, I I got that in spades. I couldn't sell the initial lot I got. Why would I buy yours? Especially not for full retail. If you want me to give it, to, if you want me to give you pennies on the dollar, I will. But uh, you know this is this is the other side of it now too. That not only is Hasbro purging their glut of surplus you are seeing collectors who are either out of the game now because the pandemic is over and this isn't as fun for them anymore, or they're having financial issues, whatever you name it. Were they really Individuals are purging with? their collecting. They What's weren't that? collectors. They weren't collectors. They, what, were, what? they, were, they were casuals. They hopped what? on during the pandemic with their glut of extra money, decided they were going to collect something and then failed. They couldn't freaking hack it and they're out. Goodbye. Peter, I really want to see you cut a wrestling promo one day. I mean, um, that, that's what happened, though. Yeah, they, they bought a bunch of things, and now they're out. And, yeah, there's a secondary market out there, too. I've been seeing – I've definitely been watching the, the Facebook groups and stuff and seeing some, like, 
deals that I know are happening because of that, right? Like it's not that that toy that I'm seeing for half of its value suddenly dips in value. It's that there's just so many out there that people feel they need to price it that low or they're really desperate, right? Like they're actually in a desperate situation. Maybe they did get laid off and they didn't get a good severance and they are in the point where like, yes, I could sit on my $200 figure and make $200 or I can make a hundred today and have enough to pay for, you know, dinner or whatever I'm trying to do. So I, I think that is another, another bad circumstance gosh it's just such a bummer though like we're thinking of all these bummer topics right it's another bad circumstance we can take advantage of well i mean th there was a cast member tonight who didn't want to be on the show because this is a bit of a bummer topic and and i i, get I did it. the I same date actually and here we are yeah. <laughs> well um one thing you know to shift gears just a little bit on the stuff like did you guys watch the uh, end of your stream that the Transformers team did. Uh, yes. They did a yeah. uh, Transformers draft. Uh, so essentially, they drafted their favorite uh, characters. Like so, they each each one. It was Evan, uh, Mark, and uh, B Mac or whatever. And and each one of them got like uh, core class, deluxe, Voyager, like leader, large figure, or whatever, and a wild card. I think is is what they got. Um, and so I was just curious, like, did you guys get a chance to, to watch that? I did. And I kind of feel like it's interesting because they've been paying more attention to the fan communities for years now. Right. And right. I think they kind of stole the thunder of all the various podcasts and creators top 10 lists at the end of the year. Cause you know, we all do it. We do it. All the big like reviewers online do it. We want to do our best of the year. I think they kind of jumped on in the you know second week of December and said we're going to do ours and it's going to be so much more interesting because we're the actual designers. Right. I think it was a brilliant strategy because we're going to want to look at that, right? Like, do I really want to watch that guy do his, or do I want to watch Mark tell me what his favorite figures are? Because Mark is a cool creator of Transformers who I'm really growing to like as a fan, right? Or Evan seems authentically interested in Transformers as a franchise. So when I hear his top 10 list, I know oh. it's a person like me talking about toys in the way I do. So I think it was a, I think it was a really smart strategy to get people excited. And I think it was a really smart strategy to try to get people to pick up things that they may have skipped. No, I didn't see that strategy in their picks, right? I didn't see them like be like, oh yeah, I love Clarence Straw. And Clarence Straw right. is my favorite. Right. Like, it Cybertron wasn't like that. They picked things that were, yeah, they it's picked things that were hard to get a hold of. You know, they mentioned things like the the G2 Tiger Stripe Grimlock. He's not easy to get anymore. They mentioned the Nemesis that hasn't gone on sale. They mentioned a lot of things that are, yeah, Tarn, Tarn's a high resale market value item. They, they weren't, as best I can tell, they weren't specifically picking things that were on clearance, right? Like Evan wanted to list the dino, the um, core class Dinobots. And those are, people are now struggling, as Phil mentioned a few shows ago, to put together a full set of all six of the core class Dinobots. So... If anyone's um, looking for a Generation 2 Grimlock or the core class Dinobots, I know a guy who knows a guy in Tampa where they have all that junk just sitting on shelves because no one is moving it. 
Oh, I thought you said you were going to sell your son's stuff. <laughs> He's broke. He doesn't have anything yeah. from the last six okay. months. Um, so, Anna, I, I have a contention with, with what you just said. I think it's yeah, still very it. important that people watch our episode when we talk about our top five toys of the year because, you know, it's us and we're, we're cooler than them. Um, joking aside, I did think it was interesting watching that because they came at it from a different perspective. For some of those guys, it was the, it was the, the creative process that they went through to make it that elevated mm-hmm. what that toy is. And for us, we don't, we don't have that level of, of attachment to something. This wasn't a project that we right. worked on for, for months or, or whatever. You know, right. we weren't staring at a, a CAD file uh, till 1 a.m. in the morning, uh, or, or, you know, conversing with a, you know, a Japanese designer to, to make sure we got the details just right. So uh, that was a really fun side of it to, to watch that. I, I do recommend watching it for anyone who's got, you know, it, it's, it's on YouTube, but you don't really need the visual. You can just pop it in your ear and listen like a podcast sort of thing. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was kind of fun where they were saying... Oh, yeah, like, I really like this one because we were having this big debate with uh, Hatsui-san or whatever. I think they're, you mm-hmm. know, they're talking about uh, Rumble and Frenzy or whatever, right? And the colors, colors yep. like that. And they're like, oh, we got in a big fight. And they're like, well, a big fight was just an email exchange back and forth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and the other thing I thought it was kind of neat about that was is they uh, – did it in a draft format, which I don't think most of us have actually done. Most of us are doing kind of a, um, like a top five or top 10 or, you know, whatever it may be. And, and they made sure to kind of hit each, uh, size class as well, which, um, I think most of the people's like top 10 lists, like don't necessarily like hit that either. Um, so I, yeah, I thought it was, it was great. It's fantastic as, um, you know, and especially with something where, uh, you know, it kind of got them out there doing another stream, even if they wouldn't, aren't necessarily ready to, um, like, you know, like I'm sure that they're going to be preparing for toy fair or whatever the hell the next thing is like, you know, whatever. Um, and I guess, I guess they did technically already have that video, um, you know, talking about tidal wave, um, at the, what was, which toy fair was that or whatever? Singapore. Singapore. I'm sorry. Not Shanghai. My apologies. So. Yeah. I, I don't remember if they did a video last year, if the transformers crew did, I know the Marvel legends team did, they did it at the snake draft sort of thing as well. Um, they did it that, that draft style. So my guess is that's just Hasbro kind of trying to take on that, um, that, 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 you know, a a little bit of a different flair to it than what you're seeing from other, you know, podcasts and YouTubers and social media extraordinaires. It was, it was fun. It was cute. It was a great take. And the team is a lot, they're, they're really enjoyable to watch. They really play well off of each other. They've got great insights, great inputs. I really Really liked it, even though I don't agree with all their picks. Uh, but it, it it fully deserves a watch, everyone, or a listen. Everyone should give it a give it a shot. And, and there, there's definitely some hints of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they 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 didn't specifically say anything, but there was more than a few hints. Um, you know, I, I forget all the gentlemen's names. Who is the the skinnier of the gentlemen? The the clean shaven one. Evan. Evan. Evan basically said like. 
he will fear for his life if swoop is not made. That, um, so. I love that running gag. All yeah. throughout the stream, they made the running gag about swoop. It was like, yeah. we're definitely done with the Dinobots, right? There's just four. There's no fifth member. Ha, 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 yeah. ha, ha. It's like, <laughs> you can see yeah. that they expected some of them to, some of the fans to be giving the same look Peter just gave me. <laughs> Paddles. Because they were. Paddles is the fifth Dinobot. Duh. Around about not getting the swoop, but at the same time, I think they were actually doing it just to remind us yes, these have been coming out slowly for years now. Swoop's coming, just not tomorrow. It's okay. Don't sell your don't sell your leader class Dinobots and go buy Gigasaurs or whatever because he's coming. But people are doing that. The, the, I know they the, are. The resale value on the, the Grimlock is insane and has been for over a year now and uh and people are are tired and they're they're bailing on facebook groups are just so ugly right now Uh, they're always kind of ugly but yeah swoop is coming and then you know they're going to do a red swoop at some point probably maybe in gen selects i don't know um we've already gotten shattered glass and gen 2 tiger grimlock um did we get gen 2 blue grimlock no, okay. we haven't no. got that yet. But well, that was mentioned they mentioned today. that in the stream because BMAC oh. was like, I picked G2 Grimlock. And like Mark was like, we didn't release G2 Grimlock. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And he was like, oh, do you mean G like unreleased G2 Grimlock? Why, yes, that was the one we released. So we know those things are coming. Yeah. Why, yeah. Haven't, why hasn't anyone... Incident. They also hinted heavily at the uh, deluxe Insecticons. Good. Yeah. 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 That was that was another very heavy-handed hint. It was very yes. amusing. I want I want Big Red. I want Bulkhead to be retooled into Big Red. I've wanted a Big Red figure for I don't know since the mid '80s. He didn't even have a name then. He was that red guy on the second page. Anyway. I mean, you never know. I, I feel like at this point, anything could get released. So, Gen Selects, Gen Selects, come on, do Monstructor, actually do it, and uh, and yeah, clearance that sucker, right. clearance everything, clearance everything for us. Yeah, I just think that like you know, we were talking about like the direction of the company and the direction of Transformers collecting. I think that if they were to go with more content like that that gets us excited right like we watched that knowing that there wouldn't be a toy review reveal in there right i don't think all of us actually watch the full toy reveal videos when they come out like i often will just like kind of click to the ones i care about and just kind of close it and not listen to a lot of the conversation around it but content like that that was something I actually took the time to listen to today, right? Like I didn't, I didn't go, oh, I'll get to it later. I went, oh, this will be fun. I'll just have this on while I'm doing this, that, and the other. I think I was probably messing with Source or whatever. But um, yeah, it was actually, you know, worth my time. And I think if they put out more content like that, they just keep us excited, right? Like not everyone has like the level of exposure to our collection that we do. And having content to remind them that Transformers collecting is something they enjoy and want to keep doing is a good idea 
for them to do. I really think so. Because yes, every time I sit in my office, when I'm talking to a student on that screen there, I am facing about 100 toys that I can see in my vision while I'm facing that student. Sometimes I might be making eye contact with six shot over there instead of the actual person. They never know because, you know, easier to look at six shot than another person who is complaining about grades. Um, but not everyone has that. And I think keeping this content around, you know, not everyone does a podcast every week. Not everyone has multiple group chats about transformers, right? So the content is really important and cool. So one thing I'll mention too is that um, Mark and BMAC did uh, a podcast interview with the Triple Takeover guys. Um, mm-hmm. I poof, who's that? I don't know. Six months Who? ago, Triple uh-huh. Takeover. Were they? Are they? Wait, what is that? Is that a, another a, podcast? Another, a, a, another podcast, Phil. There are other podcasts besides ours. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently there are. Yeah. Do they talk about baking? Some of them. Okay. So yeah. Do you think so baking that... and transformers could be my could be my new podcast? Do you think I can take off as a content creator? I mean Yeah. There's a demographic for that. Make cupcakes that match a certain figure. And I mean both. you could sell the living daylights out of those at TF Con Artist Alley. <laughs> I went to a con um, recently where one table had treats they had made and they were selling like crazy because there isn't that much food on a convention floor. No. And I think that would be a, if they allowed it at a Transformers convention to have food on the floor, even if it's just like baked goods or cookies or, you know, yeah. Autobot shaped cookies that are kind of crappy tasting, but they're Autobot shaped. Um, I think those would sell like crazy. If you made frosted sugar cookies with like a chibi tailgate face, that thing would just like in seconds be be gone. Oh, yeah. Um, and you, you'd probably have that crap end up on eBay too. Um, not that it's crap, but I'm just saying like you would, yeah. You, so, um, yeah. You reminded me, I need to get tailgate on my Christmas tree. There you go. Um, it just reminds me of, uh, of, of when I was in college. This, this one girl brought her niece uh, into the dorms to sell Girl Scout cookies door to door in the dorms. Like that girl just, that Girl <laughs> Scout made so much money. It's just like, oh, you want a hungry captive audience? Here you go. You can hit five doors in 10 minutes. I'm sorry, 10 doors in five minutes. So yeah, yeah. And this was, uh, yeah, this was, this was early 2000s. So we were all still using cash versus cards and Venmo and whatnot. This is a smart strategy. I like yeah, that. It was. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, yeah, okay. So, uh, so as Lucas, I was I saying, got there's, there's a yeah. podcast called Triple Takeover. Uh, it has that 6 0 guy that they were talking about um, on the show. But, uh, but anyway, he interviewed them uh, for that. And it, it was a really cool uh, interview. So, like, if, Anna, if you're looking for more of that type of content, um, you can uh, tune into that. Obviously, not us because, you know, I guess I guess we could maybe re- try to reach out to, uh, you know, B Mac and and Mark or whatever on Instagram and see if we could get an interview. But uh, you know, we haven't done that yet. I've really enjoyed the social media 
um, uptick that they've done, you know, with Mark putting his things out there on Instagram and, and whatnot of, of his sort of breakdown of what went into the designs, uh, you know, really nice pictures, you know, pretty soon after toys are announced, um, you know, and, and the direction the live streams have gone. We don't have live streams that are half taken up by video game release announcements anymore. Um, it's, it's just mainly focused on toys. Uh, so uh, I, I'm enjoying what how Hasbro is treating us. Um, yeah, except for the Star Wars, you know, group, but you know, whatever. Oh, that's a fun question. Is anyone going to have the Earth Spark video game under their Christmas tree this year? There's an Earth Spark <laughs> video game. There's an Earth Spark video game. You play as Bumblebee and you drive around and punch Mandroid. Yep. Was it, it, well it got midlane, midlane. Sounds like it's probably fun and short, As and not expected. doesn't do anything new. Well, I read I that it I... had oh, sorry. decent use of transformation. Was all I was going to say. A lot of Transformers games don't really do the transformation that well, but apparently that, that one did. It's not like um oh what was that it was Battlegrounds right the um the Cyberverse game that has gone on like it's been on every one of the game subscription services it's been like a nickel on several different cells on PSN that game has been sold for so cheap because it was like a a crappy um oh what XCOM it was like a crappy simplified XCOM game and I don't think people really got that into it but this one seems like a more accessible kid-friendly action game not devastation not not to the level of devastation but that could be under your christmas tree if you wanted a transformers theme video game to play for five minutes and then go play something better probably well i can i can uh, buy that to tide me over before the next transformers video game that's coming out Never Something comes out, yeah. 2024, right, is what they say. 2024 say... is going to have like 17 months in it, right? Yeah. That announcement said that they were building it from the ground up, right? It said they were switching engines. So I don't think that's an easy thing to do. I've never worked right. in game design. I'm a computer science minor from, you know, 15 years ago. But... I'm, I'm really curious why you would decide to switch engines like mid development. Is that is that common? I would say no, probably. You, you know what you're going to build it on, and then you run into some. They had to have run into something horrible. Like, oh wait, these things are supposed to transform and then still do gameplay mechanics. We didn't think about that. Something, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the right. details. But yeah, the announcement said, no more announcements. We're done. We're done with announcements for, for now. Stop asking. You got some but toys, But if you're though. hungry for things for the game, you can pick up these toys. Yep, here's some toys. Yeah. Yeah, that is a, that is a flawed marketing strategy that I... That's going to make a lot of people really, really upset. Because when those reactivated toys went up for pre-order... We were still being told the game was coming soon and we were going to see new videos. And then after people started getting them in hand and, you know, some people love them, some people think they're mediocre, whatever. That's when we got the announcement of, oh, sorry, the game's going to come eventually, 2024. 
it's what just would so actually hard. Like, be... oh, sorry, Ryan. Sure. Like Lucas, to your point earlier about media, it is just so hard to time these things. You know, this was something I think Hasbro probably figured like, all right, we're gonna have these toys to come out to coincide with the release of the game. We're gonna have the media and the action figure both hitting the shelf at the same time. Nope. Um, I'm just curious if the rebuilding. Uh, I was going to say, it's going to be absolutely hilarious if they actually decide to redesign the characters after they made the toys. I was just saying the same thing. Just because they're going for, you know, they're rebuilding the system. They might even change, tweak the gameplay a little bit. What if the characters don't look like that anymore? I mean, I don't know. It's a cool Bumblebee design. You know, it's a cool Optimus design. I, I'm, I would get them regardless if they were tied to a game or not. Yeah, I kind of think I ordered one or one of those sets. Maybe I kind of I don't remember. I think I did, but then I don't know. Sometimes I think I order things, and then I realize I never actually cared, so I didn't order them. Hasbro said mine are gonna ship soon. Paul said mine will ship soon. That's cool. Yeah. I was gonna say I think you can just check that on go to uh, your orders on Hasbro Pulse and. Oh, yeah. It's true. But that's one more thing to think about. Oh, another thing I was going to bring up, I know Ron brought this up at the beginning uh, in the comments, is, uh, do you guys have the, like, his tank for um, Soundwave or whatever? I, I know since uh, Christian isn't on here, uh, I'm sure he would love to hear uh, your guys' thoughts on Transformers you say that his tank for Soundwave, or do you mean this guy? You mean the, Ron, the Thunder Machine? Ron mentioned, Ron mentioned the his tank, the the Haslab, and uh, yeah. Phil has okay. that. Yeah, I think Lucas's oh. point is that with with Christian okay, gone, sorry, I was thinking, I got, I was getting that. You got your wires crossed. Well, okay. Here's the thing: is is I didn't even know there was a Haslab his tank because I could give two shits. So. But it's a safe, safe place and safe time to talk about it with Christian gone. Um, yeah, I have, I have commentary on both, but I, I don't own either, so Ooh, go for it. That looks fun. Well, here's Soundwave. He's cool. So fancy and big. All right. So does that come with like replaceable batteries? I'm assuming. Uh, it, like, it, you, you have to put in your or... own. No, it's triple. I'm sorry, double A batteries. Three double A batteries that that you put on the bottom of this thing, and then, you know, as you press the button, some of the backlights will turn on. But then also, you can just. Uh, um, was the last uh, time you put three double A batteries in a toy? I guess you've got. Small uh, kids, yeah, so. it's so cool. That yeah. is pretty cool. This is, I mean, I know we're talking like Transformers Toy of the Year soon, but like just in terms of Toy of the Year, this this is it. This is it for me. This is the second year in a row where a G.I. Joe toy has been my favorite toy of the year. What was um, your last year? What was it? Serpentator. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also very good. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like my, my nine year old son. What's that? Three hundred. It, it was four hundred. Oof. Um but it came with I thought it was three. I I think it was like three ninety or something. Uh, I sure on. thought I it like... was $2.99. I thought I checked it like a week ago. Alright, I can check again like how much I paid for it. Um, but um, 
It came with four figures, uh, of which I, I only really wanted one. So I parted ways with, uh, one of them already that is, that is made up for a significant chunk of the cost of that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with that toy. I'm very, very pleased with everything it came with. I'm very, very pleased with, um, just, yeah, it's, it's an amazing toy. It's, it's got everything that I would want from play value, interactivity, shelf presence, sculpt design features. You can swap out. Like I don't, like the only other thing they maybe could have done was like had a sound feature, but even that 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 just gets lame put in the speaker. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really 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 happy with it. So sorry, I'll stop going. Very impressive, Peter. Did you get the Haslab his tank, or is that not the scale that you do? I I, I have one classified toy. Uh, and I only I only have that because I, I found it at Ollie's. Um, the end. I don't I, I can't start I can't start a new scale. I thought you had one WWF toy. No, I have multiple WWF toys. My mistake. I'm sorry. So, oh, yeah, the other GI Joe thing other... is cool too. Yeah, it's still not a tank, still a thunder machine, but oh, it's a thunder it's, machine. Um, it's, oh, I'm sorry. I See, think it's I, great. I don't know. I, I don't get pissed off by GI Joe. I just know nothing about it. So understandable. I think it's it's really cool. Um, where's the kitty cat? Here's the kitty cat. Oh yeah, you know, most, Red Ravage. I forgot about him. Yeah, most um, Transformers fans are going to be most interested in you know these little. Blue MP Ravage. He's interesting. Um, I had I had Rumble taking him for a walk, so because you know you can kind of get the um, you can get the the leash to clip onto his hand, so you can have your MP cassette bots take Ravage for a walk. I enjoy it. These guys also, um, the the MP Rumble and Frenzy also fit really well in the Thunder Machine mode, so you can have them drive it, which is just like a fun <laughs> idea of having Rumble and Frenzy drive Soundwave, um, or ride in as passengers or gunners or whatever. It's a really cool idea. You can actually cover it in the MP cassettes. It's like it's cool that they they put an MP cassette in the set, which kind of gets you in that mindset, right? Like, oh, MP cassettes play with this thing. And then you get out your other ones and realize just how well they play with it. It's pretty cool. You um, don't have MP cassettes if you started collecting in 2020 during the pandemic when you were flush with cash. So therefore, when you started buying your GI Joe Transformer crossover vehicles, you don't have the, the play ability things. So you have to sell everything and quit and be bitter. That's true. That's true. Because it's not like there's a um, it's not like there's a commonly known KO of the MP cassette set that you can buy for thirty five dollars in those places or anything. No, that's not out there. <laughs> Doesn't exist. But this is good, right? Like I think that you know we're not seeing the backlash. We got to the first two GI Joe Transformers ones, and I will say you know both the Megatron His Tank and the Bumblebee All Striker are they're they're flawed. Right. They're like for someone who really loved Human Alliance and has wanted more 
Transformers that play with little people figures that can ride in them and do things with them for years. Those two figures were great. I love them. I think they're fun to play with. They're cool. They play with G.I. Joes and other small figures. That's neat. Um, this one, I would say, is actually solidly good. Like, it's not great. You know, it's not it's not modern still. It still doesn't have ankle movement. It still doesn't have wrist turning. Um, and, you know, it still has a kibble plastic design full of tires and chunks that you can't do anything with. But, you know... If you compare it to what I like to compare it to, which is the Human Alliance line, it really is consistent with those toys that, you know, you get a really kibbly robot with some play features and a very, a nice clean vehicle. Peter would say too clean, but. I, I will say of the three uh, crossover vehicles for Joe that we've gotten recently, like you said, Anna, the Megatron and the Bumble uh, as uh, his tank and Ostriker respectively. Uh, the Thunder Machine Soundwave is the best. It's it's the cleanest looking uh, in both. Well, I mean, I guess all three of them have decent vehicle modes, but as far as the robot mode is concerned, Soundwave is far and away superior. It's huge, right? It is. It's a really um, big toy. Here's Boulder Crash. Does it's a side feel... you know everyone has Boulder Crash. Yeah, wow, that, I didn't even know those were out yet. Um, does it, Anna, does it feel kind of light and hollow like the Megatron toy did? It is hollow in places like, you know, like the legs aren't super solid, but no, it does not feel light and hollow. It feels solid. It feels like, it feels like your other Transformers toys. Okay. It feels... It feels like them. It doesn't look like them. You know, it's kind of got that whole, like, I'm also an 80s G.I. Joe toy, but I'm also a now Transformers toy. I'm lost in the in the two worlds. It's kind of got that feel to it still, but the plastic feels good. It feels heavy enough. And, you know, they 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 bothered, right? Like, they put in signature things. Like, you know, his he has a working tape deck, even though he is a car, truck, vehicle, off-road doohickey. Um, he still has a tape deck where you can put the one cassette he comes with or someone else if you want to. So I'm impressed. I think it's neat. I really want to get that guy now. If they wouldn't like have I put wanted it, a... it... Go ahead, Peter. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, if they wouldn't have put in the, the opening chest feature, people would have howled. Yeah. Been quite upset especially this thing is massive right so like when they make a small sound wave like the um the the, the reactivate sound wave doesn't have a playable chest feature but he's also a deluxe size figure but this is a humongous toy you know this is bigger than mp sound wave in a literal sense even though he's more hollow and not as high of a quality of a figure so if you're going to produce a sound wave that big that doesn't have the tape deck, yes, people are going to poop their pants and throw it at Hasbro, and they don't want that. So for sanitation reasons, he has his opening chest. And, like, it's $100. My hope is that I would find it for cheaper, but I'm not sure if I'll wait. But it is, I think, a good value because you get an MP cassette, you get two G.I. Joe three and three-quarter inch O-ring toys, and then you get a big honking sound wave. So, yeah, you get a lot for that $100. Yes, you get these guys, which I'm never opening because I just don't care. But she's the enemy. Why would you want to open the enemy? I like Zarada. 
I'm kidding. It just says in big blocky letters, the enemy. I know. Yeah. The, the classic packaging is fun. I think it's a cool idea, but it's like if it didn't come in the old style, like if it didn't come like this, and I didn't know that, you know, a G.I. Joe collector who wants this figure and he's going to hopefully buy it for me someday when I decide to send it away would like to have it on the card. I would be playing with these two, right? If they were packaged normally, I would go ahead and play with them and have them mess with the different vehicles. But since they are packaged like this and I need to keep it this way for resale, I'm not going to ever play with those two, which is fine. I mean, they're all rain figures made in the classic style i played with enough of those in my life um but <clears throat> anyway i like it i think it's cool i hope they keep doing this i hope this I... is the direction they keep doing like i think you know unifying unifying two of hasbro's oldest brands two brands that are both being very successful right now and two brands that have been unified in comics forever and sharing universes and are now in a new shared universe in the comics. I just think this is something they should just keep doing. They're not going to run out of either Transformers characters or G.I. Joe vehicles to use. I do find it ironic that you're talking about Soundwave being a new Transformer while he turns into an 80s truck car thing versus a new Soundwave that turns into an 80s tape deck. What I meant by that is if you look at this head... I, I know, I'm, like, I'm just, I'm teasing. Okay, this is a very modern toy head, right? Like, a yeah. lot of this doesn't feel like a modern toy. A lot of this feels like a 2010 toy about. Oh, um, but that, that head is, like, what you would expect if they made a new giant Soundwave figure tomorrow. Like, it would be like, oh, yeah, that head's on it. Like, this is, and I felt the same way with Megatron and Bumblebee. Those yeah. two have completely modern toy heads. And then the rest of them feel like Human Alliance era. I think that's my favorite Megatron toy head ever is the his tank Megatron head. It's really good. It's yeah. so much better than the Siege and Earthrise heads. The Siege yeah. and Earthrise heads are poop. I don't like either of them. But that his tank head is perfect. Except it's humongous because that toy is humongous. You yeah. can't just pop it off and put it on your Earthrise Megatron. He would look, no. he would look goofy. He'd have a big head med. The only thing that would come close to maybe working on is Combiner Wars Megatron. Yeah, that's a big toy. Still wouldn't work because it's still smaller. These these toys are just so damn big. Even the Bumblebee is really large in bot mode. Which they need to be, right? Like, O-range G.I. figures aren't small toys. So in order for humans to scale correctly, these need to be big toys. And it's probably why this never happened before, right? How big were the Human Alliance toys? Were those three inches or two and a half? They were about the size of mask. Yeah. Yeah. But they were way more poseable. They had shoulders and elbows and knees and hips. They could do all sorts of flappy, floppy nonsense. And they had big, crazy bug eyes. Yeah. So just like Shia LaBeouf in the movies, you could be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I love when figures get those eyes like that because it reminds me of um, reading Toy Fair back in the day and they always put those clay eyes on their characters Toy in the Toy Fair comics. Yes. I have some graphic novel standalone Twisted Toy Fair theater books where they collected all of them. I've got them in a box somewhere. Oh, those are precious. Those guys. 
the mega figures they they probably did not survive no the guys who made it went into like make robot chicken and like they're they've done very well for themselves mm-hmm. yeah all right well um i guess do we do we have any other topics or things we want to bring up before we wrap tonight we're gonna do a five <laughs> round ouch my wallet <laughs> Oh, okay. I okay. can do it so well right now. There's there's been too much lately. There's a package I got from Robbie Musso. Who that? He's a, a comic. Yeah, he's a comic artist. He did uh, Spotlight Ultra Magnus and a bunch of package art for for the brand that we were talking about. Oh, good. I'm sure. Trims from rooms. Oh, okay. Mask. No, not mask. Go it on. is a mask. He is a mask fan, and he's a big GoBots fan. Oh, okay. Would everyone like me to do a two-hour reveal review on Boulder Crash? I'll be happy oh, to. Yeah. Get you covered. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. I, I haven't played with Iguanas yet. I don't know what Boulder Crash is going to be like. I don't know what to expect. The, the same texturing plastic that they used on this, they used on Death Source's Throne. I think that's very interesting. I'm, I'm a texture person. With toys, so it's interesting. Have the same textured rock plastic. Why wouldn't it be? It's both Hasbro making them. Is it the same texture that they use on new McDonald's McNugget buddies? <laughs> I definitely know the answer to that question. Okay. I know the texture of a McNugget. Oh, okay. No, the- I got one of the McNugget buddies today. I was I was kind of excited to get one of those. I. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go and, and pick a few of those up. I didn't know they were coming. Are they like, yeah, are they homages week. to the old ones? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's another round McDonald's of, again. That's another round of McDonald's doing the like nostalgia adult Happy Meals. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can see myself going for that. I didn't do the last one because I realized I had all the McChangeables, but kind of by accident. Are we um, out of steam? So I was going to mention book club this week is uh, 8.30 uh, Central, 9.30 Eastern on the TF Talk Discord. Uh, and they are going to go over Transformers uh, issues 11 and 12. Um, apparently it involves Barricade or Nautica. Action. Lots of action now. We're at the part of the comic where it picked up. Oh, there you go. Is that when it picked up? Okay. It is picking up there. Still out of body count, so many fans will be like, eh, not enough death. Gotta move on. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. Thanks to everyone in in the chat. And uh, we will see everyone next week. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!